All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers can learn how to grow their bootcamp and social media. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers go to grow their fitness business. I'm super excited because we have an absolute rock star on the other end of the line this week. A little bit about this person. He's an entrepreneur, speaker, coach, and advertising professional who owns Loud Loud Rumor, which is a seven-figure advertising agency for fitness studios and independent gyms. This person's also the host of a video podcast, The Goat Show, where he interviews people who are arguably the greatest of all time at what they do. And he's also the organizer of the GSD Con, which is the best fitness studio conference on earth. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Mr. Mike Arcy. Mike, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you very much for your, your time, Mike. I know you're very busy at what you do. I know you've got the, the GSD con coming up soon, so we appreciate that. I like to start all my podcasts off, Mike, with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us? Have you got one you like to use often that you, you know, throw out there? I've got a lot. Uh, one of them is Michael Jordan's, my favorite one, which is uh, play like you've never won and practice like, you, um, practice like you've never won and play like you never lost. So wow. uh, basically going into practice with, you know, just I've got I've to get better because I've never won a game yet. And then going into a game like I've never lost, knowing that you're going to win. So that's a pretty cool one. Um, you find what you're looking for. So, you know, if you're looking for this to be a problem or an issue, you're going to find it. If you're looking for how this is going to work, you're going to find it. If you're looking for how it is going to work and how it's going to be good for you, then you're going to find that too. You can find whatever you want. And then the last one is stop trying and just get it done. So that's what get shit done is all about, right? So, but there's a lot, honestly. Like I, I've got, I've got a bunch of coaches that have given me like some really cool quotes that like stuck with me, and but those are ones that just kind of come to the top. Yes, so I love all three of those, especially that last one because I, I've heard you say that one a lot, the GSD. So love that. Hey, um, Mike, I also like to start all these podcasts off with a bit of a story about yourself. If any of my listeners are like. Mike Arcy, who's this guy? I've never heard of him. What does he do? Can you give us a, a couple minutes? What's what's your story? Where'd you start? How'd you get to, to where you are now? Yes, I was born and raised in New Jersey, moved out to Arizona on my 18th birthday for college. Um, decided I was going to go to school for business and kinesiology and uh, didn't graduate because I actually got a job in fitness and uh, I was actually uh, hired on as a salesperson. And uh, at the time, my job was to sell personal training to, um, to people that were members at LA Fitness. Um, and hang on one second, I see the call. Just go ahead and hit the end button there. Yeah, and you could just take, can you just take these out, actually? Thanks, man. So, yeah, I started out at LA Fitness, and I just got hired on as somebody that would help sell training, right? So new members would come on board, and I would sell training from there. And, and how I sold it was I had to actually become a like a personal trainer for a day, right? So if you were a member at LA Fitness, uh, as soon as you signed up, you got a free personal training session. I would take you for your free intro. And I actually really, really liked training people. And I would sell people. And at the end, a lot of them would say like, well, are you going to be my trainer? Can I work with you? And I wanted to say, yeah, because I kind of like them too. And I wasn't able to be their trainer because my job was to continue selling more training. So 
at that point, I decided I want to become a personal trainer. So I went to school and got a personal training certification. I actually got addicted to it. So I got four training certifications in like a matter of, I think, one of them took me 18 months. The other one took me less than six months. And then I uh, became a trainer, started training at LA Fitness, fell in love with it. It was the coolest thing. Though. I had amazing clients I got to work with. Um, I ended up getting promoted to fitness director, which essentially meant um, I was uh, being taken to clubs that were struggling. They were like in let's say 14th or 15th place out of 16 locations in LA fitness. And my job was to take them to the top four. So I would be taken from one club to another club to another club um, as we were able to hit those metrics. And then I just, you know, I decided I was going to start my own personal training company. So I did. And it was called Advanced Body Image. Did that for a little while. And then I got some good offers to go work at some other clubs. And I just kind of bounced around the industry for a while. Found out I was going to have a kid. And I wanted to be, I was blessed. I had a good dad. I had a great dad. I still have a great dad. And what that meant was I come home from school and he'd play basketball with me and we'd watch Nick games together. And, uh, he would tell me dad jokes and I would love it. Right. So I would, he was around, we had dinner every night together. I saw him in the morning before I went to school. So I, in my head, that's what I wanted to be. And in the training world, I was 24, 25 at the time, you know, you're working at 5 a.m., 4 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 9 a.m. Then nobody wants to work out at 10 a.m. And then you got to get back in the gym around 3, 30, 4, 5, all the way till 9. Well, the times that I'm available to hang out with my kids are in school. And so in order for me to be a good dad in my head, that's what I thought. It was a story I was telling myself. I need to get out of this industry because uh, I just didn't know how to build a business at the time. I just knew how to train. Fast forward, got into marketing, loved the marketing world, um, but I wasn't really excited about a lot of the clients I was working with. Like, I hate the dentist. The fact that I had 11 dentist clients was like not fun at all because I just, I don't even like going to the dentist myself. Same thing with like some industries like law and plumbing, like I just didn't care. I got a fitness studio client and uh, it was actually really fun to work with them. Like I felt like I was back in it. I always wanted to get back in fitness. I just didn't know how I was going to do it. And so I started working with them and helping them. And then I just uh, went to my operations guy and I said, that's it. We're switching everything over to fitness. So Loud Rumor uh, transitioned from, you know, a general ad agency that was working with some really cool brands to in the end of 2015, beginning of 2016, all 100% fitness. And so now we run ad campaigns and manage the sales and marketing process for some of the best, largest brands, independents as well, right? We work with uh, we work with now over 1,400 studios from U.S. to Canada to Australia to Hong Kong. And uh, we work with, you know, right now close to 40 major franchises in this in the space. And now I love it, right? Like every call I get, it's a fitness guy. And I like talking fitness. I like talking business of fitness, marketing. I love that. So now I'm, I'm like literally living the, the perfect like career life. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. Did you say, did I, I wrote a note there. I'm not sure if I heard it right. Did you say 1,400 studios? Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I'm guessing in those 1400 studios, you've, you've seen a thing or two. You've probably seen some studios that absolutely crush it. You've probably seen some studios that eh, aren't so good. What do you find the differences are there, Mike? Do you see, are there any clear distinctions? The really good ones, the really bad ones? Is it luck? Is it who, who runs the show? What can you tell us there? I think luck you know, sometimes does play a role in some areas, right? Like you can get, you can get lucky and just never have a major competitor open up near you, right? Uh, you can get unlucky. And as soon as you open your doors three months later, a lifetime fitness and a bunch of other facilities open up around you, that makes it trickier, but it doesn't mean you're stuck, 
right? So those facilities are big, right? And like take a lifetime fitness. They charge 150 bucks a month or something, which is what a studio would generally charge, sometimes even less. But they've got amazing showers and indoor pools, outdoor pools with slides, great amenities, lockers, incredible amount of parking. They've got all different types of classes, not just yoga or not just cycle. So how do you compete with that? So it has nothing to do with what you do. All workouts are the same, right? Like all your yoga studio is nothing special. Everyone thinks it is, right? Every yoga instructor thinks, no, no, but mine's different. No, it's not. Not to the consumer. To you and maybe people that really appreciate yoga, those little subtleties matter. But to the average guy that like, after he does this, he's going to go back, live a normal life, eat dinner, hang out with his family, go to work the next day, and then just come back to yoga maybe in three days. This guy's nothing different. So really the difference is, are you making, like, is there something that's happening in your studio that makes me want to come back and work out every time? Um, do you know my name? Do you text me when I haven't been in a while? My, my wife goes to Orange Theory Fitness um, and, mm. and she goes to a few places, but Orange Theory is one of them. They text her. If she hasn't been in the studio in three days, they get a text. Where have you been? We miss you. Hope you're feeling okay. You know, like that little, and they know her name, right? And they send her stuff for her birthday and they send her stuff for Christmas. So my wife has a hard time leaving there. Even if she stops believing in the way it works for her, she has a hard time. She feels like a level of like, like a trust and loyalty to this company, she can't leave. And so that's a big difference. On the sales side, the biggest difference is actually pretty clear. So you've got the top 5%, right? And then you've got like the bottom 10%. And then you've got everyone in the middle. So I'll tell you the bottom 10%, they shouldn't even be in business. You know, they started a business for the wrong reason. Mm. Uh, maybe they started the business because they thought like, oh, when I start a business, I'll be able to like work my own hours and be my own boss and make whatever I want. I'll make more money per hour and I'll play golf and I'll do whatever. Like you just went in there with really poor expectations. And um, so then it's not that and it requires more of their time, less, more of their monies. They make less money. Uh, they have more people telling them what to do because now they're not listening to their boss or listening to every customer, right? And it's like, uh, like your customer's your boss essentially, right? So They'll, they'll tell you whether they like you or not. If you're fired or not, like they're going to fire you. There you got to get a pay cut. So um, that's the bottom 10%. The middle, um, the middle just, it, it's made up of a bunch of different people. It could be people that have potential. They don't know what they don't know. And it could be made of people that they do know what they don't know, but they don't implement because they're lazy or they don't like doing it. They don't get outside of their comfort zone. The top 5%, they know how to do things. Like the, the biggest thing they know how to do is they know how to sell to the lower income bracket. To the which, to which, which bracket, sorry? To the lower income bracket. Like the low. So, so you take the average person, the average fitness studio owner I talk with, they, they all say the same thing. Everyone's got the exact same, except for the top 5%. But everyone outside of that top 5% says the same thing, which is, look, when you advertise, I want you to market to people that have money and want my services. Mm. People that have money that want your services already have it. Mm. People that have money and want anything, they just go get it. They don't mm. wait for they don't go, oh, I have it, but I'll just, I'll wait for no reason at all. <laughs> just wait for an ad on Facebook to hit me randomly and then I'll sign up. That doesn't work that way, right? So you actually want to target people that, not you don't want to target, you want to target everybody that fits the demographic in regards to age and gender and where they live to your studio. Outside of that, open it up. Like people want to use, well, I want people that are looking at fitness and they care about fitness or they like yoga. You don't need all that because here's the deal. There are zero people that I've met in my life that wouldn't want to be in better shape if they can snap their Nobody. Nobody goes, you know what, dude? Honestly, I'm looking to really gain a few pounds of fat. 
how do I gain a few? Your gym's hurting my goal. Do you know where I can sign up for a McDonald's monthly plan? <laughs> no one says that shit, right? So everyone wants to be in better shape, right? Yeah. Everyone wishes they could be the person that can commit to it and find a way to go. So, so that's everyone. Everyone's a dem- dem- demographic. As far as has the money for it, everyone's got the money for it too. Even the people that say they don't have the money for it. Because those people that don't have the money for it, you know why a lot of those people don't have the money for it? I've been in, I was in the debt settlement industry for three years. I'll tell you why. Because they found a way to put that money into something dumber. Mm. I worked in that industry for three years, debt settlement. There were people that had $50,000, $80,000, $100,000 in debt. And when I looked at their debt, because that was my job to figure out what it was so we can settle, we can figure out how to get these debts away. These are people that were making 40000 a year, 30000 a year that had a BMW. I don't even know how they got the credit. They must have co-signers. Or I don't know what they did. They had jet skis. They went out to dinner all the time. They would spend $120, $150 on dinner, right? These are the people that didn't have the money when you go to the gym. The thing is, they just found more value in going to dinner than they found in going to your gym. So the pain of not being able to say yes to that dinner party was greater than the pain of going into debt by $120. The pain of not being in shape, however, is not greater than the pain of losing that money because you haven't worked on that pain. So a salesperson, the top 5%, they know how to get to that pain. And when you know how to get to that pain, then you can make that pain greater than the money that they'll be parting with in order to solve that pain. Does that, does that make sense? Yes, I love Everybody that. else is looking for the layup. I want the person that just has money and wants to sign up. That doesn't make you a salesperson. It makes you an order taker. Mm. That's like being a gym that says, I want people to come work out here that are already in phenomenal shape with a six pack. Well, that doesn't mm. make you a good trainer. That just makes you somebody that has a property with weights on it. You didn't help him, right? You're not a trainer. It doesn't mean you're a good trainer. You just have space. Salesperson too. If you're closing people that are technically closed, I mean, if the person wants to get in shape and has money, like what are you selling at this point? Mm. What are you really selling? Yeah. You're, not you're, you're just taking the order. They're there. So the top 5% know how to sell. Lower income bracket. Number one, there's more of them. Mm. Right? Number two, there are more of them to sell to because every other schmuck that you're competing with in your area also is avoiding them like the plague because they're going after the same group of people that have money that want a place to work out. So that's a small percentage of people and everyone's going after it as opposed to the large percent of people that very few people are going after. On top of that, you take people that have money, these people that have money that will sign up to a particular gym, they're easy to sway away. Mm. If they go find something else, they just kind of want to keep tasting stuff, mm. right? The person here that doesn't have the money, this person's like, I'm comfortable. I'm not switching. I don't know what it's going to cost. They get fear of anxiety. They get anxiety around putting new things on their credit card. That's number two. The next thing on top of that, think about the advertising. Okay. People that have money, they don't care about an offer mm. for a free trial. Like I'm not going to get swayed away. I have two different gym memberships. I have two, I like, I have money and I value fitness and I want to be in better shape. Right? So I'm your, according to, these people, I'm the perfect target market. Yeah. You know how hard it's going to be to ever get me to consider your gym. Mm. Impossible for two reasons. One, I'm already here, right? And I, I like the people. But number two, that means I have to do work. Mm. I have to cancel here. I have to go do your thing. I have to, I, like, I'm already here. Why am I going to do it? Now you take the person that 
let's say hasn't had the money to join a fitness gym in their head, right? Like I, I want to work out. I know I want to be in better shape, but I don't have the money for membership. Now, when they see an ad for a free week at a fitness studio, mm. that hits them. See, for me, I won't even see your ad. Yeah. Free week at this. I won't even, because it's not a pain point for me. Yeah. I, I won't even see it. The only time I see it, I, I, I even notice an ad for a dentist is if my tooth was hurting. Mm. Other than that, like, what do I care? Yeah. But a person that's been out of shape and hasn't has felt like they've had have, haven't had the money to join. Now they see free week, didn't have the money. At a fitness studio, I've been wanting to get in shape. You hit them both ways. Now you're going to get these people in the gym. And here's the thing: if your studio is good and your workout's great and your sales process is tight, you will get that person to buy because they wouldn't have made their way all the way to your gym if they weren't at least considering it, right? There's a big uh, quote where a man doesn't walk in a car lot unless he's considering buying a car. Yes. Even if it's a slight consideration, right? Like if you love your car, if you love it, like this is it, I got the car of my dreams, that's it. Why are you going on a lot? Exactly. You don't. So if you love your body, if you really, you love your gym, you love where you're going, like I, I don't, why would you even go to a free class? No way. But you've already got a person that's already kind of there. Now you just got to sell them. The problem is nobody wants to do the work. Mm. 84% of business owners and salespeople, this is a real stat, 84% of business owners and salespeople do not go through daily sales training, yet expect daily improvements in their sales. Mm. Think about that nonsense, right? That's like wanting to be better at the guitar every day without practicing the guitar. Yeah. Good luck. Let's, let's, let's say wanting to be better in shape without freaking training. They do it. They do it with their members, right? Like if you don't come in in two days, you don't train, like you're not going to get in better shape. Well, you're not going to get better at sales either. So if you really want to sell more, stop looking for better marketing. Like mm. marketing is easy. You yeah. just get leads. Like we get leads every day, 100 leads, 200 leads a month. That's easy, right? But then can you close it? That's the difference. Top 5% will take 100 leads. They'll close 25, 30 of those people in the paying members. The bottom 10%, if they can close one or two, it's like a miracle. Everybody else averages around 10, right? So the people that train every day, it's inevitable. It, it, put it this way. Imagine you had a gym and I had a gym. You had a studio, I had a studio. We competed. We're exactly the same. Everything's the same. Level of service, um, price point, type of fitness we offer, area that we target. Everything's the same. Zero difference, the exception of one thing. I've got three people that could sell on my team. You've got three people that could sell on your team. Your team never does sales training. Maybe a couple times a month when they mess up or didn't get a sale. Maybe you coach them. Mm -hmm. My team goes through sales training every single morning, practices their pitch every single morning. We each get the same amount of leads. At the end of the year, who do you think has more members, me or you? I think you're going to triple me. Yeah, easy. We know that. It's, not, it's logic, right? But sometimes common sense is not so common. So mm -hmm. not everybody's like doing the things... They, they, they got a problem, and instead of wanting to solve this problem, they look for another problem to solve. You got a sales problem. Solve the sale. Get better at sales. Stop looking for different marketing or how to improve the marketing so you can get a better lead so you don't have to be better at sales. You see what I'm saying? 100%. So you've got to learn how to sell to the lower income bracket. And, and, and anybody that says they don't have money, check this out. I've got an iPhone. I'm talking to you on my MacBook Pro. I've got an Apple Watch. I got an iPad in my bag and my conference rooms all have uh, Apple TVs on it. I have an Apple Pencil to write with all my stuff. Apple is 
Amazon passed them now, but Apple has been the largest company in the world and is the largest company in the world of its size to this date. And it's not because they only sell to the top 10%. Mm. Apple has learned to sell to all brackets. There are people in the low income bracket with an iPhone. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. There's people in the low income bracket with an Apple Watch. Would you agree? Yes. Why? If Apple sells the most expensive version of everything they sell, they got the most expensive watch, phone, tablet, laptop, stylus, everything. Would you agree they got the most expensive everything? Yeah, 100%. How are they selling to the lowest income bracket better than anyone else? I'd lo- I'm guessing you know the answer and I'd love to hear this. If Apple knows how to sell. That's it. Steve Jobs is the best, one of the best salespeople on all, of all time. You know, so you either know how to sell or you don't. You, you, you want to lower your product price, you can lower your product price. Apple didn't have to. You just want to be better at sales and be better at sales. Give a better experience. Be different. Love you it. Know? All the, the phones was a saturated market when Apple got in it. But yeah. when you make a phone like this, you know, like saturation doesn't even play a factor. There's 10,000 people that want to make it into the professional MBA every single year. 10,000 people from college want to make it into the NBA every year. Only 360 active players can play in the NBA. But when you're LeBron James, you get your choice of the team that you get to play on. You get as many minutes as you want. You get the best pay and you get all the endorsements. Saturation is only for the average and below. Mm. Love that. LeBron doesn't deal with saturation. Trust me, he's not fighting for any positions. Tom Brady isn't fighting for his role. Yes, love that. Well, I've got a question from there, Mike. Someone's listening to this now and they're like, hey, this is awesome. I'm motivated. I know what I've got to do. I've got to get better at sales. I've got to do my daily sales training. How do they do it? Where do they start? Is that something you offer there? Have you got any books they read? So we have what's called LRVT. So LRVT stands for Loud Rumor Virtual Training, right? And so in there, what I've done is I've got some of the most successful studio owners. I've traveled over 30 states. In fact, if you go to our lobby, my lobby chairs are airport chairs as a representation of all the traveling I've done to learn everything that we got here. But we fly in people from all over the country that are in that top 5% and they teach what they do in sales, in marketing, in PR. And then I teach as well because we obviously learn a lot and I've been a sales trainer and a, and a marketing um, you know, trainer for now 10 years and I love it. This is my favorite topic to talk about if you weren't able to tell. And so... <laughs> We have a bunch of different sales training and all the trainings are anywhere between like two minutes to seven minutes long. And after it's video format. And after every training, there's quizzes to make sure you got that format. And we teach you how to train, but it's really great because here's the deal. A lot of times it's not that the owner doesn't believe that the training is necessary. It's just, they don't have the time or maybe they don't even feel like they have the know-how because if you train your people wrong, they're going to get really good at doing it wrong. Mm. So, not only are people not doing it because maybe they don't have the time, but also they're not confident that the way that they're training is necessarily the best way to do it. So in ours, it is the best way to do it, right? This is what the top 5% does, right? The, the orange theories, the F45s, the cycle bars, like this is what they do. But then on top of that, if you don't have the time, this is perfect. You, you don't have to. We train your people for you, right? All you got to do is log in. And when they log in, they can take the quizzes and you can see where they're at as an admin. You can see exactly what quiz they've taken, what grades they've gotten, and because it's not just sales and there's marketing, there's advertising, right? We teach you step-by-step step how to run Facebook ads, Instagram ads, YouTube ads, chatbots, Waze ads, landing pages, uh, automated email, text, all that. But then we've got 
how to run your finance. We've got the best bookkeeper for the fitness studio space teaching you how to run finance. We've got HR, how to hire, how to fire, where to find people, how to lead, how to operate. I mean, it's like a university for running a fitness studio. And a lot of French, big franchises will hire us so that they have more tools to train their franchisees because it's good. Stuff's really good. Yeah. So yeah, I would say we've got the number one. I, would, I haven't looked at everyone, right? So I'm saying it based off of how, you know, how hard we've worked and how well it's working for our customers. Based on that, I would say we've got the number one training platform in the world for fitness studios. Awesome. Was that LRVT, did you say, Mike? Yeah, Loudrumor Virtual Training. You can just go to loudrumor.com and then you know, we'll, we'll help get, get you set up. Anybody that wants it, we'll, we'll give your people like a good deal too. Awesome. I'll put that in the show notes. So if you're listening to this, it's loudrumor.com, but I'll put it in the show notes anyway. I want to, one more question from there, Mike. That's awesome. And I love that philosophy on sales. I know you're also into the, the marketing and advertising side as well, quite heavily. One question that I get a lot of, and I'd love to hear your answer for this. Have you, has anyone ever said to you, hey, Mike, look, I know I've got to advertise. I know I've got to market, but I just don't have the budget. I don't have the money to spend. I only want to use free strategies. Do you ever yeah. get that? And what, what would be your answer there? Yeah, and, and sometimes it's purely legitimate, right? And sometimes it's BS. Like they're, that's a story they're telling themselves. So the people that's, that they're telling the story to themselves, right? And here's how you know if you are telling the story. Do you have an employee that you're paying $2,500 a month that if they were sick for two weeks, you would still be in business? If so, if so, then just take two weeks of that and run ads and you'll make your money back quickly. Mm. But aside from that, if you think advertising is expensive, you got to ask yourself, what do you think obscurity is costing you? What do you think it costs? Obscurity? Obscurity. Basically, people not knowing who you are. Mm. People not knowing what you do, where you do it, why you do it, how it's done. That's costing you way more money. I promise you that. Because now you're thinking of, what if you had ads running that were driving in 10 leads a day. Mm. That was happening. Okay. So now if you were driving in 10 leads a day, would you at least get one or two sales a day? You'd assume so. If the average is 10%. Yeah. yeah. Right. If you got at least one or two sales a day, let's say your memberships are $150 a month. That's 150, 300 bucks a day. Let's call it 200 conservatively. Mm. Get the month. You added six grand in recurring revenue, right? If you're able to hang on to people for six months, which is pretty average, you added $36,000 in revenue for your business. So at the end of the year, you're adding half a million dollars. You know what it would cost to add half a million dollars in revenue at this conservative pace, by the way? How much? 20 grand, 15 grand. Wow. For half a million. Wow. So don't look at it as advertising expensive. You want to look at it as, holy crap, by not advertising, look how much it's costing me. Because advertising costs you 15, 20 grand, not advertising might cost you 475. It's mm. number one, right? Now for the people that it's like truly legit, like my credit cards are maxed out. I can't borrow from anyone. I'm running all the classes myself. There's zero things I can do. Well, first off, you might want to question if you are an entrepreneur because an entrepreneur never talks like that. Mm. Number one, always find a way, right? FIO, figure it out, okay? But number two, if that somehow is legit and you're here and you found yourself in this situation, then you don't have to start big. Start small. Do 100 bucks. Do 200 bucks. Sell something. I guarantee you've got merchandise you can get rid of mm. that make you I guarantee you got something in your house that you can sell for 500 to 1,000 bucks. Do you even really need your bed as much as you need customers right now? Yeah. Do you re- like sell your bed for 500 bucks? Yeah. You really need that car or can you sell that car and get some half the price? 
Yeah. Because what's the long term? Short term, well, I have this car, I have this bed. Yeah, but long term, six months from now, you may not have a business. Mm. Or you're going to be in the same problem. So you got to ask yourself, what's greater, the pain of change or the pain of staying the same? Because if, 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 if you are okay with staying the same and keep riding the car, keep sleeping on that bed, keep doing all the stuff you're doing. But if you're tired of it and you can't stand another day like this, then get rid of the freaking bed. You'll get it back. Yeah. Because you put $500 in ads, that'll get you 200 leads. Those 200 leads will get you 20 members. Those 20 members will make you three grand right off the bat. And you hang on to them for six months, you're good. And now that you have three grand that you didn't have last month, you can take half of that 1500 and put it into ads in the next month. That 1500 will drive in another 20, 20 members, another three grand, and it begins to compound. Yes. So you can't save your way to wealth, but you can make your way to wealth. So if you think, oh, if I save, if I don't spend money on advertising, if I don't spend money on marketing, like all you can save max is what you've got in your pocket in your bank account. You can't mm-hmm. save any more. It's impossible. But once you learn how to make a dollar, then you can work on making two and you just keep going. So um, I would say like really question your, your mindset when you say I can't afford to advertise. It's probably either BS, 99% is BS. Or it's just that you don't believe in it. That's because you don't understand it enough, right? The kid doesn't want to go play basketball out there with his friends. doesn't want to step on the court. He hates it. I don't like basketball. It's probably because he doesn't know how to play. Mm. But if that kid went out there, and as soon as he went to shoot the ball, it went in, and somebody goes, you're really good. What do you think that kid wants to do more? I think he's going to go again the next day. You're really good at it. Now you keep shooting. Julian's really good. He's one of the best players I've seen. You know what? That kid, you're going to have to pull him off that court. Mm. So... You just want to get better at it then. Understand what marketing, understand what advertising is. Because once you understand it, not only will you like it more, you'll respect it more, and then you'll realize that it's actually the cheapest thing you've got in your business. The most expensive thing you've got is not advertising. Mm, love it. And especially these days, right, Mike? Different story maybe 10, 20 years ago. These days with social media, it's the best opportunity we've ever had, right? Dude, I'll tell you right now, when our parents have said stuff like, Oh, you don't know how hard we had it. You guys have it easy today. They're right. Yeah, oh, we, I don't, we'll ever, I don't think we'll be able to say that to my kids. I, like, I don't think I'll be able to tell my kid, you don't know how hard we had it. Hard, <laughs> hard. I can go on YouTube right now. My dad had a goals gym. My dad used to have to flyer cars in, in 1992, used to flyer cars in random parking lots. He used to go put stuff up in, in like different delis. He used to sponsor Little League teams. On Halloween, we had to staple a business card to the candy and give it to them. <laughs> like any way I can get in front of you, right? My dad would work his tail off to get in front of maybe a few hundred people in a day, and it would cost him money. Every one of those things cost him money. Today, I can get... You give me 20 minutes and I'll get in front of 2,000 people within a five-mile radius. Yeah. And it'll cost maybe $6. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? But there's people that just don't know that. And that's why they don't appreciate it and they don't respect it. I've got, I've got a Waze, which is an advertising platform. Or it's a navigation tool. Okay. But you get in front of 44,000 people for $63 and get 119 people to hit the navigation button to go into the studio. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. But there's just, do you take the time to learn how to be a business owner? Because once you start a business, you are no longer that thing. Mm. If, you're a, if you're a chef and you start a catering company, you're no longer a chef. You're a business owner that offers catering. If you're a fitness studio owner, you are no longer a fitness professional. You are now a business owner that happens to sell professional fitness services. That's it. So now that you know that, stop reading all these damn articles on ketogenic and all that shit. Like, let your people learn that stuff. You've got to learn about business because 
you're not even going to keep those people if you don't because everyone wants a raise and everyone should get a raise because everyone should be getting better at your company. If they're not getting better, that means you're not doing a good job as a business owner. And if they're not getting better, they're not making more money. And if you're not getting better because they exist, the business doesn't make more money. If you can't make more money, they can't be paid more. Mathematically, it doesn't make sense. How can I pay my people more if the company doesn't grow? So they will leave and you'll be on this rotation and members hate that and retention already sucks in the industry. To be able to add another thing just sucks even more. You've got to find a way to make money and it's not hard. It's not hard because we, like you said, we're in 2019. Like it's nuts. It's like just when you think we have enough, enough platforms to advertise, there's more platforms, right? Well, you just got to make that choice. One of the greatest advertisers of all time, if I think the greatest advertiser of all time is P.T. Barnum. You ever seen Greatest Showman, the movie? I haven't. No, I've seen it advertised, but I've never seen it. So P.T. Barnum's uh, The Greatest Showman, what a lot of people don't know, is that movie was actually, you know, Hugh Jackman's in the movie. He looks like he's in his th late 30s, 40s, right, is what he looks like. But the real P.T. Barnum didn't start the circus until he was like in his 60s. So it's just wow. a little crap there. But prior to that, this guy, he may be known as the greatest showman according to the movies, but he was the greatest advertiser. This guy literally bought schools. He had plays. He, he changed mindsets of people. Um, he advertised so hard. One point, he advertised in all the newspapers to his businesses. And when he realized he could, and, and had organic, because he would create stories. So he'd find a way to be in there organically and by paying to be in there in a paid ad. This is in the 1800s. He ran out of newspapers to run ads in. Wow. So he started newspaper companies so that he can run more ads. That's like you starting a Facebook because you can't spend it. <laughs> Facebook capped you. And you're like, sorry, we can't spend any more money. All right, I'm going to start another social media company. Yeah. Right? So I can run more ads. So there's people on here that are like, I don't really run ads. Or I don't spend that much. You're like the greatest advertiser of all time would say you are absolutely nuts. And he uses, he used his mind too, which is really cool. So he did a lot of stuff like, um, you know, he had a museum as another thing he had. And he would say, all right, I want everyone to come to my museum. We, and you know, when he realized some people want to come, some people didn't want to come, he realized he wanted to create curiosity. So he said, guys, we have a new feature at the museum. It's a man-eating chicken. You got to come and see it. And so there was all this talk about a man-eating chicken. There were lines to come down and see his man-eating chicken. They have to go through the entire museum. And at the very end, you walk into the room with a big sign, man-eating chicken. You open the door, and it's a guy sitting there literally eating chicken. It's a <laughs> eating chicken. Right? And it was a hoax. But like people loved it. They thought it was great and but because they, they got so much value in the other parts of the museum. Uh, another time, he ended up telling people like, come to the corner of this and this, wherever the corner was, and I'm going to show you how I'm going to create traffic only with my mind. And he's sitting at the window and he's standing there and he said four o'clock. So all of a sudden people start showing up because he advertises in all the newspapers. So everyone's coming in little by little. He's there and people are driving in and it's literally gridlock because everyone wants to see him create traffic with his mind. And then there was traffic. And he's like, I did create a mind. It was my idea. <laughs> right? So there's, there's like ways to think about, but are you as a business owner, are you thinking about ways to draw attention or are you simply becoming a better fitness professional and thinking if I keep making the best fitness thing, then people will come. Mm. And it's not true. You've got to get the attention. Marketing is all about getting attention and getting the curiosity getting people to really want to know more about you and what you're doing and then create a smile, right? Like there's a lot of studies in psychology about the muscles and the, and the serotonin, the things that trigger when you smile. And, um, you know, for example, 
you can't think of somebody that does it that that you don't trust. You, you have you don't have to tell me who it is, Kissy. Listen, but <laughs> can you think of somebody that you just don't trust? Yes. Like you don't trust them at all. Mm. Tell me the truth. Can that person ever make you laugh like a real genuine laugh? No. Can't happen. No. Person that you don't trust. Now, who's somebody you trust more than anyone in the world? The Got person it. you trust with your life. Who is Got it? it? Who is it? You can tell my, me. This my, mom, my mom. My your mom. My mom. Yeah. Your mom probably makes you laugh without her even wanting to make you laugh. She just like does stuff and she, you find it funny. Correct. Right? Correct. Got one person here that you trust more than anyone in the world and she makes you laugh unintentionally. And then you got this other person who can do everything. You can deliver the best joke in the world and you just can't find it funny. They're smiling, right? So how are you making your people laugh? How are you making your people smile? As a salesperson, do you have certain things that you say and certain like quotes or lines that you pre- prepare so you get people to laugh and smile in the process so that trust can be delivered because it works both ways. As soon as I smile or laugh, my brain doesn't know the difference of what came first, the chicken or the egg. All I know is I trust you, right? And so think of the best salespeople that have ever sold you. Chances are they made you smile. They made you laugh. Yes, I agree. You know, the oh. people that were the most annoying, the most tense, are the ones that probably didn't laugh. Yes, I'm, um, to, to be honest, actually, I've just recently hired a uh, comedian for that exact reason, for oh. two reasons. I was like, well, oh. hey, it's a lot of people on social media. How am I going to differentiate myself? Hey, if I can be funnier, that's going to differentiate. Hey, on my sales calls, if I'm not just that same person that's just trying to sell the whole time, if I can make this person laugh and actually have a good time, are they not going to be way more likely to, to sign up? So I, I love that there. But hey, uh, SoulCycle, SoulCycle hired comedians and actors and then trained them to become spin instructors, Right. So you're right on, 100%. Love it. Yes. And hey, Mike, we're just um, coming to the end of the podcast here. I just want to make sure this marketing and advertising, that's on the, LR, that's on the um, LRVT as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you just go to loudrumor.com and then just set up a call with us and then we'll, we'll walk you through it. It's, it. And like I said, all your guys will get a good deal. So just mention you saw this podcast and we'll hook you guys up. Awesome. I love it. Well, hey, Mike, that's all we've actually got time for today. Just before I leave you to it, there's one question I like to finish up with, and that's mentors. You're obviously a mentor to many fitness professionals, many studio owners, many business owners out there. Who are your mentors? Have you got anyone you'd like to give a a shout out to that's helped you get to where you are? Probably many to list, but throw out a few for us. When it comes to operations, Cameron Harold. When it comes to YouTube, Tom Breeze, Funnels, Russell Brunson, Digital Marketing, Ryan Dice, Sales, Grant Cardone, Bart Dunn, um, Organization, Chris Ronzio, Design, Russ Perry. Um, dude, I feel bad I'm leaving. I know I'm leaving somebody <laughs> else. But yeah, there's a lot. Like, There's definitely a lot of good people out there. Love it. Well, hey, Mike, that's all we've got time for today. Just before I leave you to it, is there anything I left out? Anything I should have asked you that didn't? Anything you want to get off your chest before we leave you to it? No, you know what? You did a good job. You did a good interview. So this is great. So I know your listeners probably love your style. And uh, I know me personally, I have about seven podcasts that I listen to religiously only because none of them actually do shows once or twice a day. So um, if any of your podcast listeners are avid podcast listeners and want more really good episodes to listen to into when you're in a lull, um, the GSD show is another podcast that I have and is strictly for fitness. And I think people would really like kind of breaking their week up when you're not releasing an episode with tuning into hours. And you just go to 
uh, gsdshow.com. And uh, yeah, we've got some great, great episodes on there. Love it. All right, Mike, thank you very much for your time. All right. Thank you, man. Talk soon. If you liked the show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your boot camp, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.